This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 12th of October. I'm Bev Rimmer. And I'm Emily Ferrier. Adnan Syed faces no more murder charges. And bodies are recovered from mass graves in Ukraine. When people with tied hands with marks on their faces with blindfolded eyes are found, these could be preliminary signs of torture. Times of London Daily World Briefing. This is the moment a man wrongly jailed for two decades knew his life outside bars could begin again. Prosecutors in Baltimore have now dropped their murder case against Adnan Syed, believed to have killed his ex-girlfriend, Haymin Lee, back in 1999. Syed, who's now 42, has been the subject of the popular podcast Serial and has served 20 years in jail for a crime committed by someone else. Baltimore City's state attorney, Marilyn Mosby, apologised to the families of both parties. Here's what she said. Her words have been read by a reporter. The criminal justice system should be based on fair and just prosecution. And crux of the matter is that we're standing here today because that wasn't done 23 years ago. Today, justice is done. Touch DNA testing has been done for the first time on Ms Lee's clothes and shoes. And while evidence was found there, it didn't belong to Syed. The investigation into who strangled 18-year-old Lee and buried her in a park in Baltimore remains open. To Ukraine, where 55 people have been exhumed from a mass grave found in Lyman, containing the remains of people from the armed forces as well as civilians, including children. According to the Prosecutor General's office, authorities found 110 trenches that contained graves at the Nova Meslyakivka Cemetery. Donetsk Governor Pavlo Kyrilenko walked around the site with forensic workers. Marking the grave of two-year-old Yelena Kasil, was a doll, and a cross marked the grave of one-year-old Ludmilia Kasil from the same family who both died in May during the Russian seizure of Lyman. Kyrilenko added that the preliminary results of the bodies exhumed indicated that the deaths were from explosive and projectile injuries and bullet injuries, but that torture was not discounted. 55 bodies were found already, but the work continues. These bodies are local civilians and our defenders, armed forces servicemen. G7 leaders have committed to backing Ukraine for as long as it takes. It comes after Russia resumed attacks on major Ukrainian cities over the last two days, killing at least 19 people and leaving dozens injured. Ian Lovett is a reporter for The Wall Street Journal in Kyiv, and has said that the people of Kyiv are not allowing fear to run their day-to-day lives. By yesterday afternoon and evening, people were out and about, not like normal exactly, but in pretty strong numbers. There was a vigil at the children's playground, which was the site of one of the missile attacks on Monday. Bars and restaurants, you know, just a few feet from there were were open. And so there was a real sense among among residents that they were not going to um, sort of live in fear. They were going to go out and, and live normally as much as they could. On the way, a well-loved and celebrated star has died, and NASA declares a watershed moment. Times of London Daily World Briefing. The United Kingdom may have put its new trade deal with India in danger after comments from the Home Secretary angered Indian ministers. Suella Braverman said she was concerned it would lead to a rise in migration, 
and she believed Indian people were the most likely to break their visa conditions by overstaying. Sources in Delhi say they are shocked and disappointed, calling the UK Home Secretary's words disrespectful. They've urged the Prime Minister to distance herself from the comments if Liz Truss's trade deal is to go ahead later this month as planned. Times Radio's political commentator Charlotte Ivers can tell us more. One of the big things the Indian negotiators were asking for was more visas in order to come bring more people over to the UK, particularly to study. And these comments seem to have had a huge ripple effect. One UK government official telling the Times today that the negotiators were apoplectic about this and have essentially said that the trade deal now needs to be shelved for a while. They can't carry on negotiations until it's been made clear by the UK government that this is not their position, that this is a comment that they do not agree with and will retract. 20 years ago today, two nearly simultaneous bombings tore up Bali's Kuta Strip, killing 202 people. The explosions, one at Paddy's Bar and the other at Sari Club, were blamed on the Southeast Asian Islamic militant group Jama Islama. The attacks were used to scare away foreigners so that Indonesia, the world's most populous Muslim nation, could eventually become part of the larger Islamic caliphate. In reality, the bombings pushed Indonesia into closer security and intelligence relationships with the United States and Australia. Those killed in the attacks included 88 Australians and 38 Indonesian citizens. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese attended a memorial on Wednesday. That night, the terrorists could not achieve their aim. What they struck, they could not defeat. Because what they struck at was the idea of us, the great fabric of dreams and ideals and compassion and fairness that make us who we are. Indonesians, Australians, people from all over the world, they struck at humanity. Australian Assistant Minister for Foreign Affairs Tim Watts spoke at the event as well. 20 years later, the pain is still felt. That night remains seared into the national memories of Indonesians, Australians, and so many others. We will always remember those 202 innocent people, most under the age of 40, the youngest just 13 years old. 88 white doves were released into the sky at the ceremony, symbolizing the Australians that lost their lives. Now, John Jackson talks broken budget caps in Formula One. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Big questions are being asked of the Red Bull Formula One team after it was announced that they overspent the competition's budget cap in 2021. The breach was declared a minor overspend, less than 5% of the overall cap of 145 million US dollars, but no financial details were given. It could be tens of thousands or as much as 7.25 million US dollars, which would be a significant amount in terms of track performance. Their Dutch driver Max Verstappen has just won his second championship title after winning his first in the year in question. The budget cap was introduced last year and the implications are huge if any breaches are not seen to be dealt with transparently and firmly. The next race in the championship takes place in Texas on October the 23rd. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. 
Dame Angela Lansbury has been described as always so kind and generous following her death last night. She died just five days before her 97th birthday. She's been called one of the last golden age of Hollywood stars. After almost 40 years away, Dame Angela returned to the West End stage to perform in Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit in 2014. Speaking at the time, she explained why she loved acting. Any time you can entertain and bring an audience out of themselves, away from their troubles and worries and concerns, and give them a heck of a night out. Dame Angela Lansbury, who's died at the age of 96. NASA has declared its test mission to knock an asteroid off course a watershed moment. The spacecraft was launched from California in November of last year and caught up with the asteroid in September 26, nearly 7 million miles from Earth. It was the world's first test system designed to prevent a potential doomsday meteorite collision with Earth. Here's NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. And now the team has confirmed that the spacecraft's impact altered dimorphous orbit around Didymos by 32 minutes and therefore successfully moved its trajectory. Now this is a watershed moment for planetary defense and a watershed moment for humanity. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 12th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.